0: Well, it seems like the most draconian rules, laws, and restrictions are coming down the mandates for COVID-19 finally, but that means we have to continue fighting. But at the same time, one thing that isn't going away is the need to actually acknowledge our health and actually pay attention to real science. One scientific fact is that eating a healthy diet with fruits and vegetables is essential to supporting your immune system fighting illness. Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition is packed with 18 clinically researched essential fruits and vegetables. It's loaded with antioxidants. It supports your immune system, your heart health, metabolism, blood pressure, digestion. Plus, it is pre and probiotic. And that's because Field of Greens uses real organic fruits and vegetables. There's no mixing and matching pills. You just put one scoop of a glass of water, stir, and you're done. And here's the best part. Thanks to Brickhouse Nutrition, it tastes great and it comes in multiple flavors. So what do you do? You go to BrickhousePoso.com and get 15% off your first order with promo code POSO. And by the way, Brickhouse Nutrition also just released a health bar version called Hole in One. It's great as an on-the-go snack, especially me. I'm constantly traveling. I'm literally flying right after this today, by the way. It does not have that chalky protein bar taste, and all you need to do is tear off the wrapper. No more excuses for not eating healthy. So it's BrickHousePoso.com. You go to BrickHousePoso.com and use promo code POSO. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. And yes, as you can see, we are back in our Capitol Hill studios. Today's top stories. First up, a ground war update. What's happening on the ground in Ukraine as the war enters day 19. Next, a story out of The Economist. We need to break this down. What is going on with this foreign fighter, the Ukrainian Foreign Legion Battalion, and are people starting to desert the effort, the volunteers? Third, President Biden's executive order on cryptocurrency. A lot of people are overlooking this thing. We're going to dig into it. And then finally, the Florida anti-grooming bill passed by Governor ron desantis all this more ahead human events daily all right what is going on on the ground in the war in ukraine as we enter day 19 of this conflict the russo-ukrainian war And again, we're using ISW for this. And I saw some people out there saying the Institute for Study of War, they said, Posa, why are you using this? Isn't that a neocon source? Isn't that someone who's like super, you know, biased, super anti, you know, um, uh, uh, anti-populist, et cetera, et cetera. Look, it is. And that's my point, is this is the most neoconservative take that we can find. But that also means they are pulling their punches in terms of what's going on, because I don't want anybody coming here and accusing us of saying something that wasn't true. So this is the side that, if anything, it will de-emphasize. It'll de-emphasize stuff that would be considered a disinformation narrative. So today's update from them. An assessment, Russian forces have again conducted ground defenses on March 13th, only securing new terrain in Donetsk and luhansk oblasts. The Ukrainian general staff reported that Russian forces predominantly took measures to restore combat readiness and regroup combat units as of noon local time, March 13th. Russian forces continue to assemble reinforcements and attempt to improve logistical support in both the Kiev and southern operating directions. Russian forces may intend to resume large-scale attacks on both axes of advance in the coming week, but will likely take longer to cohere the combat power necessary to complete the encirclement of Kiev. Russian forces... Now, we haven't seen a direct offensive operation northwest of Kiev for the third day in a row. Russian forces did not conduct attacks in the northeast and prioritized, again, reinforcing their lines of communication and logistics routes. That is what you're seeing. Now, one thing that we did really take a long, uh, a long look at yesterday when I was digging in, really going through the map on this, was the siege of Mariupol. And the idea that Mariupol, again, on the border there, right on the coast, is essentially encircled by all three sides, by Russian forces, and then uh, water, of course, on the Sea of Azov. With Russian forces, though, we were able to track a few tank units and battalions that were going down through the, the middle river that just basically bisects the city of Mariupol. Why were they doing this? We're now reporting early this morning that Russian forces are trying to cut Mariupol in half to essentially create a humanitarian corridor where they say they want to get the civilians out. Now, of course, the Azov battalion, that is their major, again, see Azov, that is their major. Uh, headquarters in the East. So This city is going to probably see some of the most brutal fighting. Now we do also have a video from, of course, our Steer, Commander-in-Chief, let's listen to him. Although we will not fight the Third World War in Ukraine, Putin's war against Ukraine was never be a victory. Democrats are rising to meet the moment, rallying the world on the side of peace and security. We're showing a strength and we'll never falter. But look, the idea, the idea that we're going to send in offensive equipment and have planes and tanks and trains uh, going in with American pilots and American crews. Just understand and uh, don't kid yourself, no matter what you all say. That's called World War Three. OK. So I'm a little confused at President Biden's comment there. So he says that this idea that we're going to send MiG-29s and fighters into the fight, it's ridiculous. Well, but, but wait a minute. It, 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 They're saying this. Well, who's they? It was your secretary of state who was saying this. And we talked about this all last week. We called it the NATO hot potato, right? And that the Poles were the ones who got out of it. They were like, yo, not I, right? They say you want the MiGs? We'll give The United States, the MiGs, we're not going to give offensive weapons directly to the Ukrainians. Now, that being said, the United States is continuing to deliver Javelin missiles. The Ukraine is giving their version, the N-laws. These are anti-tank guided missiles. We've seen them used to great effect along this with these really... You know, light infantry tactics that we're seeing from the Ukrainians. Um, uh, you might call them guerrilla tactics in many cases, the way they're able to employ these. You know, there are a few videos coming out over the weekend. But understand that we're still seeing a situation here. We're going to talk about this in the next segment that is growing incredibly dire. And so we do have talks that are going on right now uh, between uh, Ukraine and Russia. And we hope that this fourth round of talks, which are virtual talks, Uh, today. We hope that this will bear fruit. We don't want these sieges to continue. We don't want to see a battle of Kiev. We don't want to see further fighting in Mariupol. We're also told today that Biden's controversial national security advisor, Jake Sullivan, who's caught up in a few scandals himself, is meeting in Rome with China's top diplomat, the top diplomat of the entire CCP, Yang Jiechi. This is the guy who ate Tony Blinken's lunch in Anchorage. I don't think it's going to go very well the Biden administration in Rome today. Well, across the country, Americans are discovering that if we wanna change this nation, you have to change the way the marketplace works and woke corporations, they are seeking to divide us. Big banks, we've seen them freeze the accounts of people who disagree with their political views. And our supply chain is dependent on countries that actively work against our values, you know, like China. It's time for a change. And that change starts with you and your wallet. That's why I am proud to partner with Public Square. Seriously, this, this is actually something It's probably one of the most important things you guys can be doing out there. The largest directory, this is freedom-loving businesses that our nation has ever seen. What it is, Public Square, the first app, it connects freedom-loving Americans, that's you, with your local community and businesses that share your values. So you stop giving money to people that hate you. Now, whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms or a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates or a bank that would not cancel you for your political views, this is actual stuff that you can use on a regular basis, vote with your dollars. How do you find all these places, right? You find these businesses and you support them with Public Square. So Public Square is an app. You just very simple. You go to the Apple App Store or Google Play. You go to Public Square, download it, set up your app, etc. You can even by the way if you have a business and you want to be on public square and have this listing you can do it right there so people in your local community people online they can find you so you download the app today public square that is public square on apple app store or google play public square all right now we've been hearing a lot about these foreign fighters coming from the west coming from places like brazil going over and joining the Ukrainian Foreign Legion, the National Territorial Defense Force of Iran, this international uh, brigade. President Zelensky, of course, put out the call for this very early on, I think really just one day into the war. Here's that clip. Everyone should help us to stop this occupation. Ukrainian people deserve to become member of the EU. And... This would be a signal of your support to Ukraine. If you can destroy the occupiers, please do it. Everyone who can come back to Ukraine, please come back to defend Ukraine. Everyone who can defend Ukraine abroad, please do it. Do it directly in a united way. Every friend of Ukraine who wants to join Ukraine in defending the country, please come over, we will give you weapons. So how do things fare for these volunteers? What's actually going on on the ground there? Well, we saw a report yesterday and we woke up on Sunday morning that Russia had actually bombed the very barracks and the base outside of Lviv, all the way in Western Ukraine, that these volunteers were using. We're told 35 died in that attack, the 35, uh, the Russians say they were volunteers. The Ukrainians say it was just Ukrainians, right? You know, obviously fog of war and a lot of this stuff. But that was the very base where these volunteers had been arriving outside of Lviv, very, very, very close to the Polish border, only within about a dozen miles from the Polish border. Then this was the same area where a lot of those weapon shipments, those javelin weapon shipments were coming. And Russia told us that those would be targeted as legitimate military targets. So this is something, again, where they are making good on their warnings. But an incredible story in The Economist, and I know, I know, they're gonna say, Poso, why are you reading The Economist? Look, I thought this was an incredible story. The guy's clearly actually there in Ukraine and in Poland to do this reporting. And so this comes out over the past couple of weeks. He followed a few, as a reporter, who followed a few of these Western recruits going in to Ukraine, going to join this international legion. They they uh, go first to, and it, it's, it's useful and, and has a lot of utility for us to understand this process, right? You have to understand the process. You have to understand the way the system works. So here's the system. Guy shows up at the Ukrainian embassy in London, says, I I need a place to go I want. He gets a name. He gets an address of a a hotel on the Polish border, buys a ticket to uh, Krakow, flies from London to Krakow, heads over there, gets in a car, drives all the way to this hotel. It's called the Hotel Cicada, right on the Polish border. And they've got a sign up that says Foreign Legion. And at this hotel, as you can imagine, it is just packed, chock to the gills, Uh, mercenaries, aid workers. Um, prostitutes, um, you know, humanitarians, journalists, adrenaline junkies, hippies, just everything under the sun, beer flowing, instant coffee flowing, just craziness, right? People barely sleeping as they are all trying to figure out how to do one thing, how to cross that border to get into Ukraine, right? So he finally gets across, they saddle up, gets over, goes through six checkpoints before he's able to make it to this Ukrainian base. Obviously, they have to worry about infiltration, lots of other things like that. Gets to bed around 3 a.m. Gets woken up at 8 a.m. And this is a guy, by the way, who had served as a medic in the U.K. military. He would served in Iraq and a few other places in humanitarian operations. And so... He says, look, you know, I, I think I could use my services for, um, you know, my skill set for helping with these refugees, get them across. And they say, no, 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 we're not going to be doing any of that. You there, and uh, there was an anar- a British anarchist there who was also with him and some Bulgarian who just said he wanted to kill a bunch of Russians. They said, all right, here's how it goes. You get three days of training. Day one, we teach you how to read a map and use a compass. Day two, we teach you basic medical first aid. Day three... You get your gun, we're gonna teach you how to use it. Day four, we're sending you to the front lines, you're going to Kiev. Oh, and by the way, here's this contract. The contract says that you will serve with us until the war is over. And the guy's like, wait, until the war's over? Well, who declares when the war's over? Oh, don't worry about that. We decide. Three days of training, and then you head straight to the front lines. The guy left, he spent only nine hours on the ground in Ukraine, and many other of these people are leaving. This is even before the attack that I just talked about, because obviously this reporting was done before the attack. This is a very dire situation. If you're planning to go and get involved in something like this, understand the risks. This is not Iraq or Afghanistan. These guys aren't Syria. This is a professional military with drones, with precision-guided missiles, with air superiority over vast swaths of the terrain. You are going to be going up against actual fire units of the Russian army if you get involved in something like this. And you are fighting, right, in Eastern Europe. You're fighting on territory that they have been fighting over for hundreds of years. Understand the risks understand what you're getting into. This isn't a game, this isn't Instagram, and this certainly isn't Reddit. Massive bomb cyclone this weekend. You know, I've been talking about these. I've been saying go to MyPillow.com, use promo code POSO. We even have the whole launch page set up. You go right there, MyPillow.com POSO. And I said, make sure that you're all bundled up because these bomb cyclones are coming. Guess what? This weekend, I was up visiting family In Pennsylvania, we got caught in a bomb cyclone. And I really mean it was a bomb cyclone because it went from like 70 degrees on Thursday, right, in the Northeast, to about 20 degrees on Saturday. And we tried, by the way. Yeah, I wanted to take Jack-Jack sledding. I said, come on, let's go do this. I went out with my brother. We get out to the hill. We're at the top of the hill. And you know we're we're about to go down we've got my dad's old toboggan out the one that i used to go down when we were all kids he would put the whole family together and we'd go down on this thing outside of uh, valley forge pennsylvania and and this wind is just like smacking us in the face i mean it was intense we've got a couple of videos of it but it was so bad that i'm like look my son's three years old he cannot be out here so we took him home wrapped him up in my pillows, wrapped him up in the blankets, wrapped him up, put him on. We've got like of course the biblical, the bible pillows for him. Put him on, he was so much happier to be at home bundled up in his my pillow stuff rather than outside in the bomb cyclone. So, it was like all of that stuff that I've been saying again and again, it finally came true and it came true for us. And luckily we had our my pillow supplies. So, that's what you do. mypillow.com/poso. President Biden President Biden has put in a new executive order on cryptocurrency. If you are a, a out there, if you're a coiner, right, or if even if you're a no-coiner who's interested in understanding, you know, what is this crypto stuff? You've heard about it, read about it. Uh, you know, Elon Musk tweets about it constantly. What is it? What does it mean for you? And how does this EO affect it? Here's CNBC with their take on the situation. What they're saying is that this is responsible innovation. President Biden will sign this executive order today calling for just that in the crypto industry. The White House is directing a government-wide audit of the risks and potential benefits focused on a list of six key priorities, and those are consumer and investor protection, financial stability, illicit finance, U.S. competitiveness, equity and inclusion, and a host of other factors like privacy, security and climate. And now Zero Hedge had a really, really good analysis of this whole thing, broke it down because what they were talking about isn't so much the order itself, but what the order means and the fact that this clearly now sets out a guideline and a roadmap for the future of crypto and the future of finance. Look, I think we all understand that the US dollar as the world reserve currency is not long for this world. We don't know how long that's going to happen. We don't think that's a good thing, by the way. It'd be terrible for the United States. So how do we say fiscally solvent? How do we protect the money of the people in this country who live paycheck to paycheck, who have less than uh, $5,000 in their bank account and their checking account? What do we do for those people? How do we help them? How do we make sure that those people are cared about? And it's not really our elites. Who care about this? Because they're the ones that have been pushing inflation. They're the ones. And by the way, I've seen people say, oh, well, inflation is because of the stimulus bills. Ah, Wrong. The stimulus checks that came out were a drop in the bucket compared to the amount of quantitative easing and the money printer that the Fed was giving to all of their buddies for all this great reset stuff. This ESG crap, BlackRock, Blackstone, all their buddies and the elites at the top. But here's what Zero Hedge says. Central Bank Bank digital currency. That's where all this is going. Digital currencies are set to play a a leading role in the future of finance. The mandate is unequivocal. It is not to say that everyone and everything in digital will win. To the contrary, the message is more about embracing the technologies for the strategic betterment of America than accepting the current state of play in areas like DeFi, decentralized finance. Digital asset technologies are transformative in how we transfer value. It has the potential to level the playing field in all markets as the lines between traditional and native digital assets become blurred alongside a broadening of tokenization. We welcome the strategic initiatives. Look, digital is here to stay. Keep in mind, right, that a lot of the US dollars that are out there, and you you ready for a mind bender, already are a form of digital currency in the form of a token. What does that mean? Well, that money in your bank account isn't cash that you can just go and pull out. That's on a ledger somewhere. So the Federal Reserve and our government are working to figure out a way to combine that with crypto. Will it screw up? Probably. It's the government after all. Well, Governor Ron DeSantis is set to sign an anti-grooming bill in the state of Florida. What does this mean? That means discussion or teaching on sexual identity and gender identity will not be done to children under the age of or under, you know, grade three or lower. Grade three through kindergarten, right? This is an obvious Move An obvious common sense move. And the only people who would push for sexual education, right, for children of that age, probably a groomer. That's why we're calling it the anti-grooming bill. Now, of course, the mainstream media is saying something else. They're saying, oh, no, it's the don't say gay law, right? But it actually doesn't even say anything about that. What it says is we're not going to be teaching this stuff to children. We're going to let it alone up to a certain age. And then after that age, maybe we'll talk about that. Let's not what Jen Psaki said, the White House press secretary. Listen to this. Well, I think that you have seen the president speak passionately about his view that a bill like this, uh, a bill that would uh, discriminate against families, against kids, um, put these kids in a position of not getting the support they need um, at a time where that's exactly what they need, is discriminatory. It's uh, a form of bullying. um, It is horrific. I mean, the President has spoken to that. In terms of his views and comments from 25 years ago, I think the most important question now is why are Florida leaders deciding they need to discriminate against kids who are members of the LGBTQI community? What prompts them to do that? Is it meanness? Is it wanting to make kids have more difficult times in school in their communities? I would pose that question to them, and we can talk about it more tomorrow if you get an answer. Now the reasoning behind this bill is simple. Let children be children. Let them understand their own childhood. This is not the type of stuff that they should be learning at such a young and impressionable age. They should be learning the alphabet, how to read and write, how to count, right? How to put together basic sentence structure, arithmetic, basic math, addition, subtraction. You see so many adults, by the way, like, like people here in Washington, D.C., don't even know math, right? They, they can't even, you know, calculate percentages. You know, I remember learning fractions in third grade, but here in Washington, D.C., you know, they'll put, you know, the spending bills, $14 billion for Ukraine that they just find overnight somewhere. But you can't find any other money anywhere else when it comes to the defense of this country. It's an interesting question. Why is it that people in D.C. can't do math? Well, it's because they don't actually focus on this stuff. They focus on things like gender studies, and that's the only thing they focus on for pretty much their entire lives, also what they're forcing on our military. And so what Governor DeSantis is doing here, it's not an attack on anybody. It's a protection. It's a protection on our children, and it's a protection on our families, and it's setting up our society for a better future stop indoctrinating children and messing around with these types of topics they're very complicated they're very advanced and they don't need to be learning that look my three-year-old watches pj masks right you know we teach him his prayers teach him basic nutrition why should we be eating his vegetables that's the stuff that you should be teaching children, not this kind of stuff. Because what are you setting themselves up for? What are you setting them up for? What is your actual agenda if this is what you wanna push on children? I think it's pretty clear. And that's why we call it an anti-grooming bill. It's also one of those great things like Antifa, right? Well, if you're you're against the anti-grooming bill, what does that make you? All right. And that is all the time we have tonight on Human Events Daily. Today's top stories were we talked about the ground war update day 19. We talked about foreign fighters, the volunteers deserting from their posts, fleeing from Ukraine. Third, we talked about President Biden's new executive order on cryptocurrency. And finally, we talked about Florida's new bill set to be signed on anti-grooming, the grooming of children in public schools. And as always, Our promise, our oath, our solemn vow to you is to be good, be brief, be gone. This is your hardest-hitting, highest action-packed analysis and information, not indoctrination, that you'll get anywhere else. But before we go, it's time for today's history break. Today, in 1964, the world's first televised verdict, jury verdict, was given. What was that trial? It was the guilty verdict in the trial of Jack Ruby. Who was Jack Ruby? Jack Ruby shot Lee Harvey Oswald, who we're told, shot JFK. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.